Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Play, our weekly talk show here at Nerdy Northerners where we talk to you about the weekly gaming news as well as a major topic of discussion every week. I'm joined by my co-hosts, as always, Danny and Wes. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going? Great to have you guys. As always, it's a pleasure. I'm hearing myself on one of you two, though. I I had the, the stream on on the the other screen and the, the volume was up a little bit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's on me. That's all good. So, anyways, uh, this week we are going to be tackling one of the major things going on in the uh, gaming industry right now, and that is the major fight going down between Fortnite against Apple and Google. I still hear, hear myself. I think that's Danny. Is it Danny? I'm hearing that. I can turn down. There we go. There we go. I think it's a little better that but uh anyways uh we're gonna be talking about fortnite versus google and apple later tonight so stay tuned for that and that's going to be a little bit later on but in the meantime we're going to be tackling the weekly gaming news and starting things off at the top we're going to be going with uh the last of us 2 is introducing a new game mode into it and it's going to have permadeath so a game that is already very difficult if you're playing on the hardest settings is going to be adding permadeath to the game. Now, I have to admit, I have never played a game that has permadeath. And I, I don't really have, I don't know, I, I've never been captivated by the interest in knowing that I'm going to spend 20, 30 hours potentially to whoops and die and have to start all over again. Wes, I know you've dabbled with Diablo, and I know Diablo features something like this as well. Have you ever dabbled with this? Is this something that you're interested in? Uh, never to like a, a large extent. I've I've done it, you know, as a like, hey, let me just check out this mode. But I found it, I, like, I got just a huge amount of anxiety about it that I was just like, no, I can't do this. I think I played a hardcore Diablo character to like maybe level ten, which is not very far. Um. And uh, yeah, I was just like, I, I can't do this. It's, it's just not for me. And then seeing, you know, the, the, just the, the YouTube clips and, and Twitch clips of, of people stepping away from their PC or like people, you know, just not looking at the screen for a second and then dying and turning back and seeing that, that death screen just broke my heart. And I, I just, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, I, I've never been able to myself either. There's been a few games out there where it's like there's the option. I just I, I can't. Danny, Danny, what about you? Not the show with you guys. I just I just can't do it. <laughs> just can't do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, so, something about it just makes it too difficult to to want to continue through there. But uh, moving on there. Uh, the next Bioshock game is not going to be featured in either Rapture or Columbus. Instead, it's going to be moving on to a new destination. Uh, surprisingly, I've never really been able to get through Bioshock 1 and 2. They're both games I know I need to play. Bioshock Infinite, I beat the crap out of. Um, I've played through Bioshock 1 a handful of times, pretty much getting towards the end, but just never quite finishing it. Those two I need to go back and play, but a new world does sound interesting. Wes, have you managed to play any of the Bioshock games in the past? Yeah, I, I played through uh, Bioshock One and Infinite, um, and about half of two, but it didn't it didn't do much for me. Um, so, I mean, that's exciting. Uh, like the for me, like the in those games specifically, the location is a character. 
just trying, just wandering around Rapture, wandering around Columbia was was just so interesting and so much more fun than actually doing any of the combat in the game because I always found the combat to be kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just loved kind of wandering in, in that world and sort of checking out every little nook and cranny and and checking everything out. Uh, I would hope that everything isn't just audio logs again because I'm kind of done with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be down for a Bioshock in a new location. I, I, I kind of felt even when, when I played Bioshock 2 that going back to Rapture just it didn't have that same special feeling mm-hmm. that I had the first time I, I stepped into it in Bioshock 1. I think there is something about going back. I know I, know I call it Columbus. It's, it is Columbia. Being up there in the clouds, it was it was just a, a breath of fresh air, and I don't mean any puns on that. It, it it was just a different experience, and you know, instead of being underwater and and, and drowning, and you know, I not not, not so dark. So I mean, it, it, I wonder what kind of a place could they go, Danny? Did you play any of the Bioshock games? So I, I okay, I I've been playing uh, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, absolutely love the game, like, like you, Jake. I, I think it's amazing. And you, like you, Wes, uh, the same thing. Uh, I haven't played the first or second. Those were two. Well, I should say those were three games that I never actually played when the PS3 released. Um, so I bought the uh, Switch, uh, the Switch collection, which comes with all three. Uh, and uh, I, I started with Infinite because, like you guys, it looks it looks a hell of a lot nicer. I like the story. I like the characters so far. Uh, but that. Uh, with the first and second, yeah, it's it's really dark, it's gloomy, uh, which I don't mind. I like I like horror themed games and movies, but there's something about Bioshock Infinite that I just uh, I love. I think it's amazing, and yeah, I'm excited to to get a new one. Well, I just want to know where they're gonna, how they're gonna do it this time. Yeah, I mean the like the whole concept of Bioshock games and the lighthouse and like the the multiple you know, multiple dimensions, and you have to wonder where could they go from here. Uh, the only place I can maybe think of is like a tropical destination. I'm like a tropical, tropical island, tropical getaway, like a Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle is really, you know, that'd be a cool, cool idea. Oh, I, like I, I really kind, I, I find it really interesting that both of you have, haven't really gone through the first game, but you've been going through, like, or, or that you've done a bunch of Infinite, and I really really would love to hear your thoughts when you finish that game because in my mind having played the first one the the certain elements and certainly parts of the ending of the of infinite just resonate so much harder when you have played bioshock one okay you have to finish that Uh, two not so much but but one absolutely I'm gonna to have to finish that one out. I never got through Bioshock one. It's been one of those like played it so many damn times, and you know at least the, the, the first fifty percent, and then after that, you know have, haven't had the fortunate ability to continue on. But I definitely need to. I mean, alone the infinite ending got me. It was I was on my toes, and I was just like, what? What is this? There's always another door. There's what? Like it's just like. <laughs> brain hurt after that one that that like that game oh that was but anyways yeah, before... the, the first one has a not not so much quite the the mind twisting moment but certainly a mind-blowing moment the the first half of that of the first game is is phenomenal the second half of the game leans 
pretty heavily on the combat and as a first person shooter it's not great um but uh but the first half of that game really really hits up until the the twist and then the rest of the game just sort of happens yeah but that first that the first half of the first game is phenomenal i feel like i've gone to the twist i just can't quite collect it at this moment but uh I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yeah, anything yeah. specifics, but but yeah. I, I mean, if you've done it, you you would know it. I almost feel like I gotta help the Bioshock collections on PC now. See if I can go find it on there. But uh, moving on you to our next. Oh. Is that Danny? Oh, I was saying you should pick it up if you see it. Right, definitely should. I definitely need to. Uh, moving on here, and this is gonna break my heart. Halo Infinite is no longer launching this year. It was announced earlier last week by Microsoft that the game, the flagship title, is not going to be launching with the Xbox series of consoles that are launching in November, which is a guaranteed launch window so far. Um, that's pretty big news that your go-to game is not going to be launching, especially when it had been planned almost for the past year that Halo Infinite was going to be finding its way onto the Xbox series of consoles and down to Xbox One players this holiday season. Danny, you mentioned it before. You're like, oh, we're going to talk about uh, Halo not uh, coming out this year. So I'm going to throw it over to you first. Uh, were you surprised by this announcement? Uh, yeah. I, I, for me, I was truly surprised. But Xbox is, like you said, flagship franchise. Uh, and, you know, they basically, they, they, you know, they, they wanted us to know that a new Halo was coming out. Uh, they showed us the gameplay footage twice now. Uh, the first time didn't get received as good. The second time, a little bit better, but not the greatest. Uh, but now we know that it's not making its launch uh, to with the new console, which, you know, I already have so many negative things about Xbox and, and uh, how these new systems are coming. But uh, I see, you know, the hammer, I see a nail, and I see someone hammering it into the coffin of Xbox. Uh, I, I just, I don't understand is like, if it wasn't going to come out this year uh, because they, you know, they want to fix it up or uh, change something that, uh, you know, the fan base has pretty much have come out and, you know, pretty much hate everything they've seen so far. Um, maybe they shouldn't have said it would be a launch game. They should have come up with something else to... Uh, make sure that their console sells day one. Uh, but there's so many other things with with uh, Xbox right now that it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and we've talked about it before. Is now not having their flagship franchise, but being able to, uh, you know, for you guys who are PC gamers, get every game that's released for that system on PC. What is the point of the console? That's it's just one of those things where I can see the uh, the positive side of that and I can mm -hmm. see the negative sides of that. Not having an Xbox for uh, a console launch is it's it's crazy. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I see lots of troubles happening with this launch if it actually launches in November. It is wild. We're gonna be talking just a little bit here about the possible the date that's actually been narrowed down. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is concerning. I mean, right now Xbox is heavily laying uh, or, or putting their eggs in a basket of Game Pass, which seems to be doing very well. Like I, again, I've got something on that we're going to talk about very shortly coming up here. But, Wes, what do you think about Halo Infinite not launching this year? It, it was definitely a surprise. Um, 
like like Danny said, I mean, this is this was the headliner. This was the the yeah. game that if you were looking at buying an Xbox Series X at at launch, like this was the game. You know, um, for them to to have the showing that they had um, at their the recent event when they showed that gameplay, the reaction to it in terms of the the look of the game and that kind of thing, they were very quick to come out and say that there was going to be a ray tracing. Uh, update to the game for the Series X version, but it wouldn't make launch. Um, I couldn't help but think of that when they when I saw this announcement, uh, just because now this kind of gives them that opportunity to roll that into the launch of the game, mm-hmm. and maybe have a better showing of it around, say, the Game Awards at the end of the year, uh, to really show off what that game can look like on the next-gen hardware. Uh but it definitely leaves a giant gap for Microsoft uh, in this launch lineup. I mean, you don't have to have a Halo at launch. You don't have to have like that big first party thing. But what what do they have at launch? Like they've got Yakuza Seven, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the medium game, the the Silent Hill looking game, and uh, what else? <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. Like Madden, I guess, which no yeah, one seems happy about. So, right, absolutely. So, what, what, what I'll do now is I'll actually bring in that that point that I was going to bring up, uh, bring up in just a little bit because it pretty much is at least their defense on that. So, uh, the one point is Xbox has some really great Game Pass announcements to come. So Phil Spencer has came out and with the news of Halo Infinite being delayed. More or less shed a little bit more light on that, saying that it just wasn't ready. They made the decision within 24 hours of of making the announcement and putting it out to be like, bam, we're not doing it. Bam, get it up there. Let everybody know it's not coming out. Um, And, I mean, I I know I mentioned Game Pass. And, you know, for those of you tuning in, listening to us, if you've heard our previous episodes, you would have heard me talk about Game Pass and how I'm not sold on exactly how it works. But... Wes has shared a little bit more information with me and done a little bit more looking into it. And, I mean, the concept's there, and, and, and I mean, it appears to be working. Last I checked, I think there's about 16.7 million subscribers on Game Pass. Um, that's a lot of money coming in monthly. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a spicy, spicy number there. I mean, when you're talking World of Warcraft numbers, was looking at like 10, 11 million, and you're like, Woo, wow, you're doing pretty good. They're like, yeah, we're 16.7, and they're paying us 17 bucks a month. You're just like, whoo, which you're getting like, that's a lot of money. But, so, on the Game Pass, this is what Phil Spencer had to say. Our investment in Game Pass and that portfolio continues to be strong. We've got some more good announcements, really great, strong announcements to come about things that will be coming to Game Pass, he said. Uh, I think that what you'll be seeing from us around the launch of the console, frankly, isn't going to change too much because you are going to hear a lot about the console and a lot about Game Pass and how we think those two things together are a really great value proposition for gamers going into the next generation. Now, what I've read and heard a little bit about that is basically, like the question is, what does Xbox have at launch? What Xbox is going to have at launch is the catalog of games that are in the Game Pass. So when you boot up your Xbox Series X that day one, the unfortunate part, and I think what you guys are getting at is they're not going to have new stuff. Like, where's the new game that is like, bam, on my plate showing me the hard, you know, the next-gen graphics. Doesn't look like they're going to have that. And 
I haven't really seen Sony with the PlayStation have like a definitive like this is a launch date title. This is going to be there, you know. So I think they're both in the same boat where like neither of them is really coming out at launch with something with anything hot. Like neither oh, of them. We do know one for Sony, right? We, of course, it's Spider Man. That that one's a given. That one they've already said that that's a launch title, right? Um, is, but, that's not like, a full game though, is it? No, that is a full game. So that is the full game. Uh, it's a, it's basically Miles Morales' story. So that is a full game itself. Plus, you're also getting the original game with it. Uh, so they they came out and they said that not only is it going to be a full game, uh, it's not as long as the previous game, uh, but it's still a full game. You got uh, I can't remember how many hours they said, but you you do have a full game. Uh, and that, of course, is Sony's flagship franchise because Sony owns uh, Spider-Man rights. Um, so, you know, at least Sony, we, we've seen some of the Sony yeah. games. We don't know which ones are launch titles because, like I said, the only one I know of is Spider-Man. Uh, but, like, I'm looking over the, the list of Xbox games here, and even even them themselves, it's mostly <laughs> last game uh, and yeah. upgraded games like you said for the game pass so uh, you know I, i'm not very familiar like you guys are with game pass but uh, it's just the thing it's like would you buy a new system just to have game pass day one since you can do it and on anything on your other system and the game pass thing is a very interesting conversation i really want to continue that and we're actually supposed to have a little bit of that conversation tonight but with the big news coming down with fortnite apple and google we've decided to shift our conversation that was going to be around the PlayStation 5 and Xbox series until later this month. Um, but, uh, so, uh, speaking on Xbox, still not launching, um, the Xbox Series X, S controller has had a little bit of leakage issues. So, obviously, there's the Xbox Series S console coming out. It's going to be slimmer, rumored to be half the size, potentially white, discless. I mean, if you're thinking in $599 for the Xbox Series X, there's a rumor this thing could be $299 US dollars uh, for the Xbox Series S. So you're basically looking like an Xbox Series S launching as an Xbox One S does now. That is so confusing. I hate that. But um, November 6th has been the date leaked on the side of the box. Wes, what do you think? I is it, that's on the side of the box of the controller. It's on the side of the box of the controller, and I know you've worked in a game store as well. Um, I can I can tell you that that logo that that print looks looks very identical to to similar shipments. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna draw kind of on on my experience as you said. I, I've worked in a game store as well, um, and I specifically remember the Xbox 360 launch. And those controllers went on sale about a week before the system went on sale. Mm -hmm. We had them in store. I could sell them. I could show them to people. Um, but I could not sell the system yet. So we had talked in, in our Discord about uh, how Yakuza 7 had been touted as a launch title for the mm -hmm. Xbox. Uh, and that uh, it is launching on November 13th. Mm -hmm. So... That seems to line up. If if Microsoft is following the same pattern, it could not be. Uh, but if they are, then yeah, that that things are kind of lining up. I have to. I'm trying to jog my memory with the last PlayStation Four and the, and the Xbox One launch. 
Um, trying to figure out whether or not the accessories went early for that one too. Um, but it, it has been yeah, a that thing one. Where, I don't know. It has been a thing. I, I almost want to say yes because I because I, it, it feels to me like like that's what happened last time where the accessories came out and they're there, but you can't you, you can't buy the system yet. You buy the controller. You pick that yeah. up. It, it's almost like a pre-marketing <laughs> game in a way, and uh, I don't know. It, 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 that does line up with the November 13th launch, and especially if uh, you know Yakuza 7 was launched on there. I think it was on the Xbox Game Stores where we where we found that, where you found the link. Um, so, uh, just reading on the chat right now, um, Car Hero does say, because me and him were there at launch, and I remember, uh, he says that uh, the PS4 did sell controllers prior to the launch. So they they both sold prior to launch, so they, like that could be November thirteenth. I think I think Wesley, I think you just start sniped. I'm, yeah, I'm just just getting these scoops here that I'm finding on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, um, potentially November or November sixth, or if the box is right, November thirteenth. If it, if it is playing out like it has previously, which is probably going to be the case. Um, so we could be at November 13th, which is pretty similar to the Xbox, uh, Xbox one and the PlayStation five. If I'm not mistaken, that almost sounds like a same date. I, I was going to say like, uh, they, they launched last time. What? Like two days apart. Same day. Like that. Was it the same day for those? November 22nd. Same day. I'm pretty sure it was the same day. Maybe a couple, two or three days apart. Yeah, I no. know. I know. PS3 and Wii were two days apart. Yeah, I know it was PS3 a week. PS3 was a Friday. It was a week. It was a week. PlayStation 4 launched on November 15th, and then Xbox One was 22nd. So they might be trying to come out the early gate here, and uh, take that. That's good for them. That's good. Hey, they might as well. They don't have anything else, right? <laughs> I mean. I like the, the like I, I think Danny mentioned just the the idea that like they've got that the Game Pass and all of those games so you've got that instant library of games for the system and that's great that's awesome but I have that library of games already and I've been staring at it for the last eight months looking for something new to play exactly right? so yeah. yeah I don't I don't know I don't know yeah. Well, we're going to move on from there. Obviously, there's a lot we're going to talk about in another upcoming episode of Player to Player on Xbox Series versus PlayStation 5. We're almost running out of our time here for uh, for this short stuff, so I'm going to go through a couple of the small ones here. Um, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout is a new game that is coming October 13th. It's a, I have not seen a G.I. Joe game in over a decade, I think, at least. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there. But, there um, was one was on it? the 360 and PS3. Yeah, so I think it was like 2008, 2009, I think. Retaliation, I think it was called. Movie. I think it was tied in with the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, or maybe it just was the movie. I, I don't know. No, there was a game, I believe, for the PS3. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Um, but yeah, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout is a new team-based third-person shooter. It's going to include co-op as well as multiplayer. You're going to be having Cobra obviously facing off against the Joes and almost looked a little bit like Fortnite meets Overwatch in a way. So it looks very interesting there. Um, 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna quickly pass through this one here. I'm not gonna talk too much on that one. Um, there's also another Total War Sega Troy uh, that just got launched on Thursday. If you were lucky and had it notified or were told by a friend, it was available for free for free on Epic for a 24-hour period, and then it went on a cost. Now, what I had actually said on here before, and I was incorrect on that, is that it was going to Steam for a year of exclusivity, which isn't the case, because I see it on sale on Epic. But that's what I thought, is that it was going to go to Steam for a year of exclusivity after being on, on Epic for 24 hours free, which I thought was weird to begin with. So now that hasn't been the case. Uh, is it out on Steam? Uh I, I, I haven't checked Steam. I, I assume. Let's see here. Do a quick check on the Steam store. Uh, no, it's coming out next year. Oh, is that what it is? It's a it's a year exclusivity on Epic. Yeah, okay. it says coming 2021 on Steam. <clears throat> there you go. Okay, so that's what happened there. But, uh, yeah, interesting for them to release it for free. I, I know that uh, I think a big reason behind them doing that is to open up to a large new fan base. You put the game into the hands of people. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of unexpected results that can happen there. That's a whole other thing I want to talk to you guys about. But real quick, I'm going to throw this down in the U.S. there. What do you think about their move for that free-to-play launch? Uh, it's definitely an interesting idea. Um, I, I I wonder just how much of it is just trying to get people in the door on this series, if maybe sales have sort of been dropping uh, on previous entries of it. I mean, this is a long, long-running series. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's just something to try and give it a kick in the pants uh, to, to get people on board, maybe picking this one up and saying, hey, I really like this, I'm going to check out you know, the old Rome ones or, oh, hey, their last one, Shogun 2 or something like that. Uh, and then I can only assume that Epic had a truckload of money at some point that that showed up outside of the creative assembly and, and that, you know, that sealed the deal. Right. Oh, hey, you want us to do something? Here's contract signed. Thank you very much. Come again. Absolutely. Danny, what do you think about this free to play launch? It's an interesting move. Yeah, well, it's smart. It's smart marketing, like Wes said. It builds a fan base. And if people really like it, then, you know, you're going to get a whole bunch of people jumping in. You know, with the year exclusive, uh, exclusivity, I can't say that word. Uh, but the uh, the thing, you know, it, it's popular. If people have bought the game, uh, or should I say downloaded the game on Epic Store, uh, or, you know, they don't have Epic Store, they have to wait a year. Uh, it's, it's great marketing for, for for them for the company so mm -hmm. uh yeah smart move for them yeah i mean i wonder if it's a thing if it's a tale of things to come because for them to do that i mean you're opening the door and let's say you're getting a million sales regularly two million sales that's successful that's, that's a successful game you know two million sales you know but you know if you can push that two million sales and downloads to 20 million downloads and you know, potential DLC on the side. Now, I already know that having played it, I've already been notified to tag my Total War account with Epic to receive the free DLC coming out in September. Um, it's the uh, Hippolytus, Hippolytus and the Amazons. So you're going to be able to be as uh, play as her and her faction, and that's coming for free. But you got to go and register with them. And I mean that. I mean. You look at Fortnite, how many people play Fortnite, how many people have that Epic's game launcher, and I would really love to see the download numbers on that. But if they if they manage to even get 10 million more people, and they get two or three of that 10 million to go and register, that's a lot of free marketing you just picked up. 
just by doing it here. Here's our game. Really interesting if that's the theme, if a tale of things to come. But uh, moving on, we've got, let's see here. All right, we got two more things that are going to, or three more things we're going to quickly touch on. Um, there's been a report put out by, uh, by the NDP, or, or is it, uh, sorry, yeah, it's not not in Canada government. It's this is a NPD. NPD. There you go. NPD. Sorry. There you go. Um, that there are currently in their in their records three billion people worldwide now playing video games. So I I think that's really cool that we are we are rising in numbers. There are more of us around the world engaging in the pastime hobby of playing games. Danny, this one's gonna this one's gonna sting for you. Of those nearly 3.1 billion players, only about 8% are dedicated console gamers. But this group has the highest per user spending. Ah. 1.5 billion or 48% of global video game consumers are PC game consumers. Uh, this category, however, it's important to note, overlaps with gamers that use console uh, systems. And mobile devices. Um, they also say that uh, currently, that's kind of bolstering this number a little bit, is that almost 50% of the worldwide gamers are mobile only. And the majority of that coming out of uh, the Asian countries, China. Um, so large amounts of players are now playing games. Uh, mobile gaming is huge, 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 huge uh, in terms of numbers and dollar generation too. They, they, that makes bank out there. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is a co-op game, uh, a co-op DLC coming to obviously Ghost of Tsushima. You'll be able to play with your friends through the campaign. Um, and quickly get through these other ones here. Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword has been spotted on UK Amazon for the Nintendo Switch. Danny, you must be excited with that one. I actually have because I, I I stopped playing the uh, the Wii version because the controller uh, wasn't always working the best. So. If I can play Skyward Sword on just regular controls, I'll be very happy. And last but not least, Wes, this one's for you. Warner Brothers Games Montreal teases potential Batman game announcement for tomorrow. <laughs> now, there's been a couple updates on there. I'm going to let you take the floor with this one. Oh, man. Have there been updates? I haven't seen them. Today, there has yeah. been. There's been two updates I, I saw. I saw that. I saw there's there's some countdown for tomorrow. There's been two. Uh, for what, like noon or something like that? So the, the second update, uh, and this is by uh, Joe Scrabbles of IGN, um, uh, writing on that, uh, let's see here. Uh, the fans are able to discover code that needed to be entered into the website. Uh, subsequent codes will be needed in the days leading up to the Munch uh, Warner Brother Games Montreal unveiling. So basically, there's going to be every single day a little bit of drippage, a little bit of uh, info release that you're going to be able to take these numbers, put them up on the website, and it's going to get the reveal. Oh, just announce your fucking game. Right? Like, none of this, like, 30 minutes dragging it out. There's a there's a big thing happening on Friday. It's called DC, um, DC Fan Expo, or DC Fan... No, DC, DC. Fan fandom yeah yeah where it's gonna have uh it's gonna show all the new games all the new movie stuff tv shows uh it's a giant all-day thing and that's where we're gonna see the uh the new uh batman game from wb uh, montreal um 
uh, Rocksteady has their uh, their um, um, Suicide Squad uh, game, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but there's a lot more surprises happening this Saturday, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Definitely a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Speaking of which, we're going to be back in a couple minutes here. After we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the major ongoing disruption in the gaming industry between Fortnite versus Apple and Google. Who's going to win? What are our thoughts on it? You're here in a few minutes. See you soon, folks. Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, where every week we talk to you about the weekly gaming news, as well as a major point of discussion every week. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Danny and Wes again. Always great chatting with you guys. Same here. So, we're at the point of tonight where we are going to be tackling that major point, and with the big news of the week, we're going to get into the thick and heavy of this. It is Fortnite tossing themselves into the ring, and Google and Apple are on the other side. So, to give a little bit of context for those out there just hearing this for the first time, and if you are, it's, it's everywhere. How? But anyways, if you are, on Thursday... Fortnite released an update to their game that lowered the price of V-Bucks inside of the game. It also created a way for players to be able to buy those V-Bucks directly from Epic. Now what they did is, as an example, instead of it being $9.99 US for V-Bucks, it's now $7.99. And that $2 savings, Epic is saying that they're passing it on to us, you, the consumer that we're benefiting from this because Apple and Google are being accused of being too malicious, having a monopoly on the app market. They charge 30% for transactions inside of those games. So if you were spending $10 on Fortnite, Epic's only ending up getting seven of that dollars and the other three are going towards Apple or Google wherever you're purchasing it on. Same thing goes for all your other favorite game developers out there who experience the same thing. So Fortnite, Epic, is using their massive fan base to try and combat this. They have since released a 1984 parody video teasing Apple and the way that they had a commercial uh, titled 1984 where it showed them breaking down the the big government, breaking down the big you know the big monopolies by introducing their themselves and now Fortnite Epic has just made and cast Apple as that person. Uh, since then, on that Thursday, there's been a lot of major developments. Fortnite has been removed from the uh, iOS app. Uh, it has also been removed off of Google Play, and as of today. Uh, they also had, Wes, I'm going to have you uh, cut this in here to best explain this as a dev. Mm -hmm. So today, uh, Epic, I'm just going to read the tweet verbatim. Uh, so this is from the Epic Newsroom uh, Twitter account. It says, Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store and has informed Epic that on Friday, August 28th, Apple will terminate all our developer accounts and cut Epic off from iOS and Mac development tools. We are asking the court to stop this retaliation. So basically what that means is uh, in order to uh, be able to develop for the for iOS or for Mac, you need to buy a developer account from Apple. Uh, it's $99. Uh, 
and that gives you access to all of the software development kits that you need to be able to deploy things onto uh, into those environments. Uh, so Apple has basically said that as of August 28th, Epic will no longer be allowed to do that. The knock-on effect of that is that uh, aside from Fortnite, uh, Epic also makes a small engine called Unreal. A small uh, engine. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> maybe you've heard of it. I, I, you know, maybe you haven't. Um, so prior to Fortnite, m- entire or most of of Epic's money through iOS, which wasn't as much as it is through other other means, of course, uh, was in licensing their their engine to mobile developers to build games on Unreal for iOS. Uh, what this means for that is that there will be no more updates to the Unreal Engine beyond that date because they won't be able to do it. Uh, as such, any developers that were thinking of maybe using Unreal will now probably no longer be using it because if anything comes up, if Apple makes a change to the OS that causes some issue in Unreal Engine, Epic won't be able to fix it. Which is a major, major blow to Epic and a major retaliatory strike by Apple. Now, Google has yet to do anything to this magnitude as Apple has, uh, other than, again, just simply removing Fortnite from the Google Play Store. You can't download or, or uh, yeah, you, you can't download or play Fortnite, I believe, right now from the, the Play Store unless you've had it pre-installed. Um, or no, no, you can't get it from Play Store at all. You, you have to go and download it from Fortnite themselves. Is uh, I, I believe I have to go download the Epic Launcher from them and get it that way. Which I have seen some workarounds on iOS as well. Yeah. That if you didn't have it currently installed on a device, but you had made a purchase, you'd be able to access it through your purchase history. Okay. okay so uh, I don't know if that's still available, but that that was a backdoor I had heard of uh, late last week. So I mean, th- th- this is huge because this has never really gone down in the gaming industry between two behemoths. Now we're not talking. A small little developer either we're not talking about you know little titan studios or anything like that like we're talking about epic like the ones behind the unreal engine the ones behind fortnite the ones who now own rocket league and rocket league is now going to be a free-to-play game later this summer like they're huge and you know i've seen a lot of conversation online that it's basically you know there's Fortnite could maybe be trying to cast themselves as David against Goliath, but in some cases it could more be Goliath versus Goliath. Now, Wes, I'm going to hand this back down to you because you you had mentioned during just before we got started, you were like, ah, you're just about to get going. So I'm I'm going to hand you this one first and let you air out. What are your thoughts on all of this? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? So at the end of the day, what this comes down to for me is this is two companies fighting over who gets the money. That That's all it is. Everything surrounding it, the, the 1980 Fortnite video, the the Epic trying to, to mobilize their fan base against Apple, that is all just PR bullshit. That is entirely Epic trying to play. As you said, they're trying to play the little guy of, Oh no! Look what this fascist regime has done to us. Hashtag free Fortnite. It, like it, it's fucking. It's disingenuous. You know they had all of this stuff. Like the 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 game got pulled down uh, in in early afternoon. Within an hour, there was already we filed lawsuit. Here's the legal papers. You want to download them, and then check out our video that's coming out later this afternoon. Like they this was prepared. 
this was not like, oh, I guess we'll just, they're trying to take us down and this is what we're going to do to retaliate. This was all, all prepared well in advance. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's two companies fighting over who gets your money. Not it's none of it is going to come to any players of Fortnite. Nothing is going to, is going to go their way. The, the, even the pack that they offered, it was enough that it was cheaper for you. Yes. But it just meant that Epic got all the money instead of Apple. Um, now that all that being said, Apple's not exactly great in this either. Uh, so on, on the one hand, you've got fuck Epic. On the other hand, 30% is a shit ton of money for not doing as much as they, they used to. Um, this is a, a remnant from what they did with iTunes. Uh, iTunes is also 30% to Apple. Um, but the music industry was in a very different position than it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that deal was, was sort of uh, put together. Uh, and, and yeah, like these are two billion dollar companies. They don't give a shit about us. They just want our money and they're fighting over who gets more of it. Uh, it, it reminds me of, of what, uh, Disney and Sony did with Spider-Man. Yeah. And I mean, when, yeah, when, when, when Disney said, came out and said, oh, Sony's, Sony's holding back Spider-Man from the MCU guys, go get them. And and that's it was the same thing. It was two companies, billion dollar companies, fighting over who gets more money. Yeah, and I, I will point out here too that so Epic has gone and taken the cost of the V Bucks, like I said, from nine ninety nine down to seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and Google and uh, Apple were taking thirty percent. Well, thirty percent of ten dollars nine ninety nine is ten dollars is seven dollars. Epic is charging seven ninety nine. So Epic is taking that 30% that used to go to Apple and they're like, you know, well, we're going to pass, we're going to pass two quarters or, or, you know, two quarters or two thirds of that to you, two thirds of that to you guys. And you're going to save that. And one third of it, we're going to pocket for ourselves. So they are making more money off this. Now they're going to be making more money now than they were before, but the consumer saves money. So it's a win win for their fans and for them and a lose lose for apple and google and and you're absolutely right they came with this planned it was methodical danny what are your thoughts on this buddy agree 100 like when the news came out i remember i like i I hadn't checked my phone most of the day and i read that and i saw what was going on and yeah this there's no way that you know like wes was saying like a two-hour span of time if that how the hell would they get legalized documents suing apple and google if it wasn't already planned this this had to been planned for like a week a month who knows um but yeah you know they don't get my money because i don't really play fortnite but you know it's it's one it's it's a huge thing that's like wes and like you've been saying jake it's it's all about getting our money who's going to get more of it um but you know not not being able now to uh to like for updated stuff using the unreal engine that's a huge thing because I, I i i was we, you guys have been talking and i've been trying to think of 
a game that doesn't use Unreal Engine. Like everything that I that I own pretty much is Unreal Engine, except for like you know the the Fox Engine or, or that's uh, Konami or I shouldn't say Konami. I guess Konami was it. Um, but like this this is one of those things where it's like I don't know. I find it just a complete waste of like yeah. At the end of the day, we're gonna have one company that gets more than the other. That's, that's how it's been. It's how it's always gonna be. Um, but um, I mean, I just want to worry about like future games, future updates. How are they gonna fix stuff now if they can't use the Unreal Engine? Um, like I don't know. I don't have any sympathy for any of the companies. Not. Like, I have an iPhone, sure. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I love Apple. Uh, I use Google search engine like everybody else. Doesn't mean I love Google. Uh, and Epic, yeah, they're good. They're awesome. And the Unreal Engine works for almost every game. But even for them, I just don't have any... I don't have any interest in who wins this. Because it's stupid. It's, you know, make it fair. Split the costs even like the uh not the cost but the 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 shares with between the three companies evenly and just move on it's it's all you need to do you don't need to fight over who has the, who should have more uh you know pull and push kind of like how sonium and uh marvel does uh it's one of those things where it's it's money and you know people are just gonna doesn't matter how many people sign up for epic uh, you know the the how you guys were saying that Epic is is getting the fans rallied so that they can take the fight to Apple and Google. Uh, in the end, that that shit's not going to do anything for you. I'm sorry. It's going to be whoever has the most money to win a court case. So, it, so our our other uh, co-host Will is uh, he he worked tonight and uh, he's in the chat and he actually took the thing I was going to say next, Radio. So I'm just going to read his part, uh, but. The real question should be, who really deserves that extra 30% in the end? 30% seems steep for just having their game on the marketplace. So to kind of carry on from there, I, I, I agree with that. Where it's, you know, yeah, Epic is stiffing it and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're saying, screw you, Apple. And they're saying, screw you, Google. But at the same point in time, 30% is a ridiculous amount of money, as Wes highlighted, or two as well to be charging, especially just to have their app on a marketplace. Yeah, you're, you, you're, you're opening it up there and you've got that availability, but 30% is a lot of money. And I wonder if, you know, yeah, you know, Fortnite's coming out as this David versus Goliath. Maybe we'll see more developers start to rally behind them that are sick and tired of paying 30% as well because, and kind of to, to Will's thing there, Apple and Google, do nothing for our gaming enhancements directly. You know, yeah, they you know they provide the servers for the app to be hosted on and mobile games to be played, but they're they're not involved on the you know the hardware aspects of the the consoles. They're not involved there. So you know, for for them to be coming in and taking money from gaming developers, you know that that money that could go into you know making sure these studios don't go under, making sure these studios are successful. I mean, again. 30% a lot of money. When you spend $10, that's a 70 that's a 73 split. That's a lot of money. So there there is there there's a bit more to it than just 
having the the marketplace. Let's hear. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I, I, okay. I, I, there 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 is some other things like the the payment library that you use to actually authorize and and charge and do all of that and the actual functions that you're calling that's all apple that's all google okay uh they they create and manage and do all of that for the, you the payment processing uh, yeah all the payment processing like i i have to call it yeah. and i have to do proper verification of it but that's that's them that's that's provided me with that stuff uh so it's it's not just that i i don't want to make it seem like they're doing a shit ton either but it's not just like hey we got this store you want to have it's, it's i'm going to charge you to have it in my store it, it's it's a little more than that um but you're right like like 30 percent is is a lot and i'm gonna kind of be honest from from what i've seen from other developers in the last couple days uh we're already paying that 30 percent. they they just raise the price 30 percent to cover that they already know that that apple's going to take that that 30 percent and if Apple didn't, if Apple took 15, that price isn't going to go down. You know, you you pointed out yourself there, Jake, like the the cost of the V-Bucks directly through Epic wasn't $7. It was eight. Yeah. Epic took an extra buck because they could. But they made it you cheaper. Know? But they made it cheaper for it, everybody else. They made it cheap. It was cheaper than the 10, but they were taking eight instead of seven. You know, so they, they, they made it cheaper, but I guarantee you within may, like a year, that would be 10 bucks again. Probably. Like, if, if Apple didn't take the 30%, I wouldn't expect to see a lot of the prices drop. This was a move to try and push it against them. Right. And, and Epic isn't exactly in a good position to argue about like fair competition, I seem to remember that Borderlands 3 just recently launched on Steam and it launched a year earlier on Epic. They went out and bought a bunch of exclusives to try and push their competition out of the market. You know, they're not entirely innocent in this whole thing either. No. Uh, like it's it's just it's a it's a bad look, I feel, and and made worse by trying to like weaponize your your player base against them i did check while we were chatting uh i i can't verify the stats because i'd never heard of the the site but it was from may 2020 an estimated 350 million fortnite players that's an ar- i mean that's a lot that's an army like and and you and you you kind of nailed something there too like that weaponization of people I mean, I'm not going to go too far on this because I think that that's something that not only Epic has done, but I think it's been, it's done. It's common. It's common in a lot of our media. But for gaming companies to do that and, and to begin to, you know, to, to almost put hatred, be like, we're going to war. And it's, I mean, there's nothing else that can come from that. You can't say that you're going to get peace and love from war. You're gonna get anger and hatred. That's that's all that you're asking for. You're asking for tyranny. You're gonna get tyranny. You know, um, I, I don't know, Danny. You got anything else you want out here? Like you guys brought up with uh, with the cost of stuff and how Wes says that you know pretty much Epic got an extra dollar off every transaction. Uh, in the end, 
you know, with uh, with uh, how uh, Apple was getting the thirty percent, um, I don't think you're gonna see a, a, a decrease on the cost of stuff, uh, like Wes was bringing up. You know that that really doesn't have nothing to do with our side. We're not gonna see it be cheaper now only because of Epic has the thing. That that eventually is gonna go up, like Wes was saying, back to its normal ten bucks price. Maybe it's that price right now, that eight dollars. You know, it's good right now for for what they want and gives the uh, gives the troops something to rally behind. But I, I think in the end, it's going to go back to what it was. This is going to be a topic that vanishes down the road. I, I You're going to see stuff pretty much be settled, I think, sooner than later. That's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, you think it's going to be settled sooner than later? I think so. With the amount of money both companies have and, you know, with the thing that Epic has too is where that's a lot of players, you know, for for mobile gaming that plays Fortnite to go. That's a lot of people and a lot of money that uh, both companies are losing. And that doesn't really help Epic either because... Yeah, you know, it's it's their game. It's they they want to have it, but they're they're missing out now on a whole bunch of mobile players that have you know iOS or they have um, they have uh, Google Play. It's it's one of those things. Like I know how Wes was saying, there's there's a, a way around it of of Planet, but will that affect Fortnite right now? Is that going to decrease the amount of people? Or is it going to have an alternate reaction? I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I think because now that uh, iOS and uh, Google don't have it on their on their apps uh, to purchase and download, or I should say not purchase, but to download, uh, that's a lot of money these companies are, are, are going to be losing. And it doesn't really help Epic Store either, I think. I think in the end, it's going to be hurting them. And to go in that long process of uh, suing both Apple and Google, more, you know, good luck, guys. Because, you know, Apple and Google have been around a lot longer than Epic. And I'm sure as hell believe that they have a lot more money and a lot more lawyers and, you know, and a team that's going to, like, wipe uh, Epic games. I'm worried for Epic. They should be worried because I think they might screw themselves over on this court case they could potentially Danny, i want to hit you with one what's a company a gaming publisher that you just adore just adore oh well you guys know i'm uh, more nintendo but i want to go a little more out my thing um there's uh there's a new company that that started up one of my favorite game franchises it's uh monolos monosoft I think is how to do Monosoft. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I love... It's a new company. Uh, you know, they do, they've do. they done some amazing games that I love playing. Um, and yeah, like... Go on, Jake. You are going to say, is there, a, is there a, a next part to it? Oh, there absolutely is. You know <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> so, okay. so Monosoft, you love, right? So, right. if they announced that... 
they were tackling a giant of theirs that was stripping them of 30% of their revenue and that they believe that they could make better games, provide you better service if they were able to get that money for themselves. Do you think that there would be any difference there? Do you think that you'd find yourself supporting them? Does it depend? Yeah, I, it's, not, it's not that I don't support Epic Store. Oh, it's course. more that, um, and you know, with with a smaller company like uh, like Monosoft, you know, I'm sure as hell know that they couldn't survive a court case or or a thing. But you know, I, it's not like I'm I'm not supporting Epic. Sure, you know, they they're the developers that created the game. Uh, they actually put effort. You know, and making the games better, new content, uh, and, and all that. It's my my thing is more fear and worry for the company than it is, um, you know, n- not saying that they're not right. That that's for for um my point of view is more worried that what's going to happen if they can't, you know, beat Apple and Google and the company goes bankrupt something like that happens right it's it's one of those things where i don't want to see epic go under but you know they're, they're competing against two juggernauts so uh, yeah I, it's it's more of a worry than anything and that you know like i said i agree that they should you know cut like i said earlier cut the uh that 30 percent because that's that's ridiculous i, I can understand five or, or even 10 percent being the highest but 30 percent yeah, of, it's thing like that's 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 kind of brutal. But that's the uh, same thing Valve takes on Steam. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, see, that, that's that's a little too much, and I'm sure it, it happens with a few other, um, you know. Uh, it's it's a common too. split. Yeah. Except on Epic Game Store, where it's eighty-eight twelve. You know what I mean? You know, even for the smaller devs coming out, I mean, you know, and. I, I, I'm definitely on the agreement side where I think that Epic is definitely trying to play this as, as there's some victim and they're, they're not a victim. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're definitely doing this for their own, their own gain in the end. But at the same time, you know, it, it is reducing a cost for the consumer. And if, and if this could follow suit with other games and developers, the same thing, if they were like, Hey, yeah, you know what? I don't need to charge you 10 bucks. I'm going to charge you eight. And I'm going to make an extra buck, but you save money. If you know, if that you know, it, it, it's it's something that's you know, it's not that oh, like that good feeling pat on the shoulder kind of thing. You know, it, it doesn't really exist. You know, like we were saying, they could get you know all night long. So far as it's all about the money, it's all about the money, right? And you know, Epic's coming in doing some game changing kind of things. Like they they're really going hard. Like eighty eight twelve. I I I forgot, I, I forgot that was their split. That's like that's. Like, you know, why, why wouldn't you go over there? <laughs> you know, why, why wouldn't you go put yourself over on Epic versus the alternative, which is going to charge you 30%? That's a lot of money. Yeah. And, and I, I think this is, I think this could be the good thing to come from this, is that this could, uh, the, Epic is in a better position than, um, God, I'm trying to come up with like a small indie teams uh, you know the, the people that made like sword and sorcery and that kind of thing yeah. or, or made uh made that like digital revolver is, digital foundry is that the one uh i don't i don't cappy, cappy games i think it is no. um yeah it, it i i think they're like epic's in a better position to fight this sort of thing than than smaller these small 
indie teams are. So if they could push back and get Apple to drop it down, uh, Apple does have a different split for uh, subscriptions. Uh, so they offer subscriptions. If you subscribe to whatever it is for a year, uh, the split is uh, 85-15. Uh, so it's a, a, a much more sort of it's a nicer looking one than than seventy yeah. thirty. Um, so I th- I think that could be the the good that comes from this. If app if Epic is able to push back enough and get Apple to change this, get Google to change this then the the extra money that could go to these small dev teams is night and day for them like this this is the difference between keeping the lights on and and a new game you know um so i think i think that's a potential good that can come here but they're you know these small teams aren't in a position to do anything about it they just have to sign and off you go so i mean all these I just kind of clued in on this now. All those companies that just are now going to be on their Unreal Engine and unable to update their games, could we see all of them turn and show their support behind Epic in this move? Like, could could Apple have really just shot themselves in the foot with this by now giving a, a reason for all these companies to go behind Epic? They they certainly. I, I mean, if I if I had a game that was running on Unreal, I would certainly be throwing my my hat behind epic to uh to sort of lend them the, my support in, in any way i could um that being said i mean i'd probably be a bit more worried about how i can get my unreal game running on unity right now yeah F- you know, that figured out. <laughs> yeah i mean there, there's I, I i can't think of anything immediately off the top of my head but there's is certainly i i Given all of this, I, I could see Apple, say, putting out a new iOS version and, hey, Unreal games don't work on this anymore. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. You know, some some function that it's using just gets deprecated and, uh, yeah, Whoops. shit don't compile no more. Oops. Yeah. I don't know. Unity's free. Yeah. Ish. You know, we're going to have to see next Monday when we get back and and chat again where the state of this is sitting. It, it is very alarming. It's the biggest news in the gaming industry right now, and it could have cataclysmic effects across everything. Or nothing could come of it, and we could see Apple or uh, Epic sorry, getting handed and defeated in this. Only one thing will tell is time. Thanks, gentlemen, Wes and Danny, for joining me again, as always, on Player to Player here. Don't forget that next Monday you can catch us. We're going to be talking more about this. And we're also going to be diving probably into the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series conversation we're going to have tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking about the differences of the consoles coming up. Obviously, we have a little bit of an idea of their launch windows aiming in November of this year. Which console we're going to be picking up. Any other relative changes that we want to share with you guys. And obviously, want to hear your thoughts as well. You can catch all of our previous episodes over on YouTube. You can also catch it on Spotify. You can catch it on Google Playlists. You can also catch it on iTunes. Pretty much everybody we just listed, Google and Apple. <laughs> if I know, you, if you, I don't know. Get, you don't get 70%. What 70% is zero? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, well, 30% of zero is the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> they can't beat us. Anyways, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. And don't forget next week to catch us as we'll be handling some more of the gaming news. And until then, have a great night, folks.